Okay, guys, welcome to Beach Theory. Today we have a very interesting podcast for you guys, but yes. I just want to pause for a second and say. <laughs> Bless that you, that's what I wanted one. to say. He wanted to pause for a second so that I could burp. And you did a great burp. That was a good one. Now, don't tune away, you guys. I feel like the last several podcasts have been real downers. Like, and I this like one is gonna be another one that's a downer, <laughs> but I promise our life turns up. I just, I mean, I feel like we need to be right like now. more positive. Like, I've it's not that; it's that we are ex- we are explaining how our life was. It we have literally. It has not been like, oh, we're focusing on the negative of our life. That's not what we're doing. We're just documenting through this podcast what happened to us. And it was a hard time of life. Yeah. But I think looking back, we look at it and it almost seems darker looking back. But in the moment, I don't think it was all bad. Like we had good times too, didn't we? That's your opinion. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, when, it, when we were on the property in Oregon, which we talked about in our last podcast, if you didn't hear it already. Having a baby in the woods. <sighs> Raising not, not a... Not birthing a baby, but like we caring for a child. Caring for a child in the woods for... Mm two months or a month or yeah. so but it was no running water no electricity living so if in a you missed tent. it go listen to yesterday That's last right. week's podcast um so we're kind of picking up where we left off there and now we're going to be talking about what happened after that and it didn't get easier that's all i can say at least it didn't, it didn't get, get easier, easier for a long time for two years but i'm like thinking about that. it i'm like okay if we even talked about what happened last year like where there's a lot of a lot of trials last year like is there any good memories i was like is there any good stories that we can tell that are last up- year what even exciting? happened last year it's a blur <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that eventually but yeah. like i just want to make sure that we're not like no, I, oh life was so bad and no, we were poor no and- i don't look at it like that like i i really don't but at the beginning it really was that hard right i can't there's no way that i could talk about life experiences at that time and say it was all great i learned a lot I, that's not realistic let's that's just not try to real. think of at least like one good fun <laughs> time from that trip that we can uh, you know enjoy talking about my, here's michael looking at the positive side of things and i i think that's great but i also Forever don't want to sugarcoat optimist. it because i i am a i can sugarcoat things I know. really well i'm even better at it it's always a competition I'm just kidding. <laughs> no but i but i also don't want to ignore the facts that we've the the real life experiences that we've had and say oh it wasn't as bad as we actually thought it's only feeling like i really truly believe the only reason why we're able to look at it and think a little bit positively is because we're not in it anymore that's true but also i think that in the moment i I always look at things from the positive perspective. So even if like looking back, we're like, oh my gosh, that was a really hard thing. Living through it in the moment, I probably had a good attitude because I'm think, just a positive person. I think there's just been different phases, you know? Mm-hmm. There, were, there were times where it was very hard for you. And there were times sure. where it was easier for you to look at it positively, even if we were going through something hard. I think and there, same with me. Yeah, I think there were times where it was hard. But the majority of the time, it was good. Like, I didn't feel 
sad and depressed and miserable. Which time are you talking about? <laughs> life, life, life in life general. Life in general, yeah. I, I'm not a sad, depressed person. Like I, even, I even in I'm the a pod- very optimistic person. Even what we're about to talk to today about moving to Florida and the tr- struggles that came with that. Like, I think ultimately I was very positive through that whole process. I think he had a better time than I did. I think that's just the, the bottom line. Yeah. And that's hard to realize, I think. Well, it's definitely the the reality of the situation. It, it is. You definitely struggled more than I did. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So what did it take to get <laughs> us to Florida? So we had moved back from Oregon, the wilderness, and we actually decided we were going to go to one semester of school. Mm-hmm. So it was around August. We got back. Oh, we have some pictures. We did a fake bridal shoot right before we left from Oregon. Oh, yeah. Um, that was fun. And I, oh, I guess it was just me. I was just the one getting pictures. I was a model for Michael's sister, Melanie's photography business. And I can put in some of those pictures. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. That was when I had a six-month-old. So he was six months old. That's right before we came back to Utah. So James was six months old. That, there's not much of interest during that that fall semester. We came back to Utah. For me, we it were... was a big deal. I got to go to school again for one semester, and I took one class. And that fall semester, one. we were living in the our, the fifth-wheel trailer in your parents' driveway yep. that That's whole semester. Didn't use the bathroom in it. I had to run inside the house and in and cold we had a little crib in there for James. <laughs> yep. And James was living. Oh, and I started selling Cutco in Utah, Utah there yeah, in Mount Pleasant, that's and I right. I did really well actually. Yeah, you did pretty good. Yeah, and we were also living still off of FAFSA or financial aid or grants from Snow College. So all I took was photography, and Ryan and. You took photography classes at school. Photography classes at school. And Ryan, my brother, would babysit James during the day when I was at photography because Michael was going to a lot more classes than I was, right? I was taking full-time classes. And also my friend Lauren, my best friend Lauren, would also watch James while we were in while I was in class. But I learned so much from that photography class. I use it all the time. All of the information I learned from that class. And I got to skip a class that was when we started photography because right before that we had started photography we got a and, camera yep we borrowed it from my sister yep and we started taking pictures and practicing and playing around and learning yes that's right i forgot that was when it was out when we started yeah, that. and it was very scary and very out of my comfort zone to ask anybody to if i could take a picture of them or even to do what a photographer does where they're not looking at themselves and thinking do i look silly right now photographers can't really do that if they're a good photographer, they're not going to worry if they're laying in the middle of the road sideways doing some weird angle or like leaning up against something or I don't know, or making a funny face while they're taking a picture. Like I had to learn a lot of lessons from taking photography. Yeah. And you did a good job. Yeah. Especially and I, with I your class. The, that class Ooh, I, could, to get ooh, I have a lot zone. of photography pictures from that class <laughs> while we're talking about this. I'll just have them all showing on um, the video. So tune into beach theory on youtube if you want to see the actual pictures of the pictures that i took of that class and i i have to say i was one of the very top students in the class i was the best in i was not the best class. but i was one of the top students in my well, class you were amazing i was really good at photography you're an artist you got a natural eye for it that it's really fun yeah. and my teacher loved what i would come up with and it was all it was weird but i loved the setup of the class all they did was send out uh everybody would agree on one word like shiny 
and then everybody would set out and she said you have to take at least i think she said a thousand pictures every assignment and i was like yeah that's not gonna happen but i did take plenty of pictures like maybe a hundred and then i would pick out of one of those and then the next day the whole class class would rip it to shreds or say wow that's really good and I learned so much from that. <laughs> you learned how to take criticism. I learned how to take criticism. And I learned and how, how to, say, to... Well, sorry, I don't appreciate your criticism because I like the photo anyway. Or I learned how to analyze something and go, I don't think that's good enough. And be okay if somebody... I wouldn't be crushed if somebody was like... Actually, but, during that class, I was crushed. But I learned how to not be crushed if people were like, that looks dumb because of this. And I was like... <laughs> I just remember some of the words... <laughs> lugubrious lugubrious what kind of a word is that <laughs> i've never even heard that word ever since that class <laughs> there were some fun ones and i remember helping you with those chaos projects. shiny and your family got to help out with a lot of those photos um i think one of them was like not magic but perspective i think and then like i got to make like forced perspective where all of like james and michael were like sitting in a wagon riding down a hill but we just like we just made it look like they were tiny in a big giant wagon i have those pictures i'm gonna put them on the podcast <laughs> those are fun that was a good time on the youtube video of this. and when i was going to snow college i was taking just like all these business classes mm-hmm. entrepreneurial That's right. uh see all like these classes. things have led us to where we are today Sales i, I even forget that we've done these things i took a lot like business laws and i took but i also took a lot of like yoga swimming uh Back circuit to. training oh i took archery one that was the year before but i really loved it yeah i just i really i only took the classes that i inter- that interested me yeah because i had no interest in a degree because i wasn't planning on getting a fancy job i was planning on just being an entrepreneur working for myself yep. doing my own thing he had no <laughs> drive to work for someone else ever but including a- me but I had a lot of drive <laughs> to do my own business and, yes. and do my own thing. He always planned. He's life. always planned to have a lot of real estate. He's mm-hmm. loved the idea of buying real estate. I read real estate and... investing books when I was a teenager. Yep. That's and... no exaggeration. That's no joke. Yeah. I did. Nerd. <laughs> Cody <laughs> just Gee, said, thanks, nerd. Cody. <laughs> well, hey, this nerd is... Uh, you know what I'm about to say, right? <laughs> He's showing you. Is that what you're saying? Carry on. <laughs> the geeks will inherit the earth. That's a famous the line from uh, from I, I Fight, Fight Dragons. Dragons. That's a good band. I love that song. Um, so you did a lot of things that were going to prepare you for all these things that we were doing later, and we didn't really know we would. Yeah, and now su- we be successful now we own two them. properties, and, and we're we got a rental to get property. So um, it's happening. Yes, it's we're working. living it. We're living it's our working. dream. Um, but from humble beginnings, because right. here we are in college with no money, living yes. in a fifth wheel trailer, and it was, it wasn't so miserable except for winter was coming, and winter is coming. Winter was coming, and by that point, James was. Nine months. Nine months. He's kind of. He's getting older, getting older. Almost probably about walking crawling he was crawling right then and mm-hmm. he was almost about to walk i felt like he got set back a little bit because From of us summer. being in the wilderness in the summer not getting belly yeah. time and practice and stuff um so we were like okay school's almost up we don't want to i don't think we were going to get fafsa again yeah we were like well if it's not free we're not doing it <laughs> 
<laughs> we're I, not taking we're not going into debt for not knowing what classes we want or what, what we're going to go into motivation to move to florida because we moved in december you, right before christmas yes you were like i really hate winter number one okay you were like and i hate snow. i remember i wanted to go back to florida because i hadn't been he there still since hadn't been back there the last time he had been there was before his mission and he totally expected to go straight back there after his mission and instead he went to oregon like i left all my friends as a teenager all the people he knew to everybody. go on the mission for the church and it'd been three years i'm married with a kid and i still haven't even seen all my buddies from yep. like from when i was a teenager i'm like i miss he everybody. was he was just dying to kind of not get back to the life he had just before, get closure really but closure from leaving his life that he knew and like i left the door expecting open. to get back yeah. and then not ever going back like yeah. he was like i want to go back to florida right. i really want and i want you to see and it and i want too. you to see it and i want you to experience it because yeah. you've never been there i had never been there i was terrified to travel our experience with denver in a few podcasts ago was so a good example of how terrifying oregon was hard <laughs> yes and so you're like leaving the state just man, in general leaving utah was so hard i don't for want to me. do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> i've gotten so much more comfortable with traveling you have no idea we're on a we're, so we're traveling glad. right now and i feel comfortable I'm that's so saying glad. something that's amazing that i have come so a long happy. way yes you have <laughs> You've grown up a lot. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> so we had to sell, like, okay, so we're no, going to move we to... we didn't sell all of our stuff yet. We got a storage unit. For what? Why did we get a storage unit? For all of our belongings, because we were planning on being there for four months. In Florida? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. You're like, I just want to... I was going to go for taxis and help my dad make a lot of money, right? Yes. Is that the plan? And I think so. And you were just like, okay, we're just going to go there for four months because I really want to see everybody and i want to um we can just live with my parents because they have space they have space and we don't have money and we want to save money so we were like okay well let's do that so his mom's like okay 50 bucks a month and we're like sweet let's do it so that's what we were paying 50 dollars yeah. to stay in the back bedroom yep kind of a mother-in-law apartment almost no a bedroom a bedroom in the garage that's true a cement floor I, with I carpet over embellished it. it to make it sound better than yes he did yep he did. <laughs> it yeah. was a big room though it was a big room um but i was gonna work and we we're gonna <sighs> save and it was gonna be a fun it's always experience. it's always we're always like oh this is gonna be great we're gonna work and we're gonna save and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that also we weren't in the saving mindset because we were so far behind on the things that we needed or wanted anytime we got money we just spend it on what we needed because we needed it like right. phones or underwear you know like it wasn't like and it wasn't like crazy extravagant things it was just things that you need to live and so we were just far behind and the amount of money we were making at that time did not cover it so so we got a storage unit because we were only being going to be temporarily in florida yes and then we changed our months. mind why did we change our mind because you didn't want to leave florida when that four months was up I was pregnant with Corbin. No. Yes. No, there's no way. No, there's no way because. Yes. If we went there in December, Corbin was born the next year after. You're right. I was right. Like so, usual. Wait, did, we, did we fly back to Utah? And then, yes. Oh, yeah. He's I finally that. remembering. Oh my I, gosh. He's finally remembering. So this is how <laughs> this is how it happened. This is what happens. It's ten years ago. We Lots leave happened. in November or December. It was right before Christmas. Right before. Okay, the first December. Snowfall. That's right. We drove we left straight in December. south. 
I remember we, we barely out, outran the snow storm. The, the storm it was like, like chasing us. us as we were, we're like, go, go, go. go south. <laughs> <laughs> and we went down to El Paso where it was nice and warm and then drove through Texas yep. and I-10 all the way over to yep. Orlando. So we get to Florida. We get there one day early, one day. Um, and Michael's mom was, she's like, oh yeah, we have a room for you. It's all, it's going to be all set up. We get there and... It's basically the storage room of the whole house. Yep. And it hadn't been cleaned out. Right. And I was expecting, because we had at least paid a little bit of money, that it would be at least ready for us to move in. So we get $50 there. $50 isn't, isn't hardly a thing. It's it wasn't. Even... But for us at the time, that was a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. We and can't we, expect much for $50. But for us, for, <laughs> we did expect a lot. We were moochers. We cleaned that room out. <laughs> we got it all organized. Well, listen, that was that was what started it off on a bad foot for me. Because right. I was like, are you serious? Like, there's this giant marble slab I have to move. There's all these things. Like, I, could, I was just so shocked that your mom wasn't like my mom. That's all. It was, I was just like, okay, that, I was expecting to have this place ready at least. We've got a baby. Like, we need a place to be. And the one place that was supposed to be ready just wasn't ready. And I was so off put by that. You're expecting the royal treatment? Not the royal treatment. I was expecting to get what we told we were told we would get. Yeah. That's not the royal treatment. That's just, you know, <laughs> getting what we paid for, I guess. And and so we that got what we paid for. Oh my goodness. Work. We got work. That's <laughs> what we paid to work. Anyways. <laughs> So we cleaned out the room. We made it beautiful. It was not beautiful when we got there. We tried really hard. I tried really hard to you make it. You did a great job too. Homey and beautiful. And that was all we had. So we tried really hard to make it nice. Um, and I think I did work at the office for my dad a lot. Did. My dad's an accountant. I worked for him in Orlando. And, and we were there for the four months. Tax season there. And then you were like, man, four months just isn't long enough. I could get my B's. I could get my bees oh, yeah. and I, we could be here and I could make a lot of money with beekeeping. Because I had done beekeeping in Utah before we got married and yeah. wh while we were married and it was always disappointed that they didn't give us as much honey. As we, Florida. When we lived in Florida, when I lived in Florida before my mission, I had like 10 beehives and I got so much honey. It was like the most amazing harvest. Yep. I would harvest multiple times a year. And so I kind of had this dream of Florida being the paradise for beekeeping yeah and so i told rebecca hey look it's springtime let's get some beehives i think we can have a really good year and i was like you only said four months i thought we were gonna go home now i could handle four months like it we at least we had a room we weren't in the wilderness you know yeah. like we had running water and electricity so that was good but i was like you said four months and you're like but come on like this is the this is my dream <laughs> and it was the same kind of scenario where i was like okay i just want to please you husband and i just want to i just want you to be happy and so I, i'll do it so we go home we fly home actually the only time james has ever been on a plane actually that's right he flew and, back to utah and we go to our storage unit with we had tons of food storage the storage unit owner bought all of our food storage from us because we were trying to sell everything and we sold because we want to keep uh, paying for the the storage unit we weren't even living there yep and we sold, we didn't know how long we were going to be in Florida. We didn't know if it was going to be permanent. We didn't know anything. So we were like, well, let's sell as much stuff as we can. And, and we don't want to keep it because we're just paying money for it. That's 
going down the drain. <sighs> so yeah. we're like, and plus we can make some money from the yard sale. So we literally emptied our storage unit, threw it on the lawn at my parents' house, everything before sorting it out and put a tarp over the top of it so that we could sell it the next day. I think it was snowing or raining or something. It was raining. So we took the tarp off the next day and the giant cake, the three-tier cake that I had made for our wedding got pulled from the tarp and smashed to the ground. I remember that. I remember thinking, and Becca. A, and a beautiful crystal bowl that I got for my wedding smashed to the ground and broke, but thrown in the trash. The cake survived. It got damaged, but it survived. I remember saying we should sell the cake and he was like, no, I don't want to sell the cake. It's, That's like, I it's made It's got that. sentimental value. And I yeah. said, okay, well then don't sell it for cheap. Think about this. What what if you sold it for a thousand dollars? I Maybe, still have that and I'm glad I haven't sold it. I'm glad you did yeah. too. But but I was I remember telling you, oh just put the price so high that you can't refuse if yeah. someone's willing to pay it. And maybe no one will buy it, but at least that way there's always yeah. the chance. This, it hurts my heart even thinking about this. And I'm not kidding. Like we up to that point had nothing, nothing except the few nice things that we did have were from our wedding registry that we got from our wedding. We got lots of really nice cookie sheets. We got really nice bowls. We went to Bed Bath & Beyond and made it our gift registry and got a lot of the things that were on that registry. People would buy, they bought for us and gave to us. And during that yard sale, I watched people come in and say, I want this. And I would, I would say, you know, I would give a high price because it was we paid a lot for it or the people that bought it for us paid a lot it for was it. High quality. It was expensive. It was the nice stuff that I never had in my life. Mm -hmm. Like the only my mom, like the stuff, the kind of stuff that my mom would cherish and keep in a nice like like glass cupboard to show off. That yeah. type of stuff. And um, <laughs> I would just watched all of that stuff one by one get sold off to people who wanted a better deal on it that it then that would say, oh, it's not worth that. And I would say, yes, it is. And they were like, well, I'm not gonna buy it. And then I was like, oh, I have to sell this stuff. We have to, we can't keep it at my parents' house. We can't keep it in the storage unit. I'm not gonna do that. So we just sold all of these things that were very precious to me one by one. And it made me so sad. Like it was a huge setback for us we made like a thousand dollars yeah it wasn't which much. wasn't much it did not last us very long at all it probably was what actually i think that's what got us back to florida but at least we didn't have to pay for the storage unit anymore <sighs> that was hard yeah it that was. was really difficult so then we went back to florida and not only did i not have all these nice things that i had previously but we were under the thumb of michael's mom and dad because we were living with them. And previous experience with Michael and his parents was a child living in their house. So even though we were married and we had a son and I was pregnant, we had what felt to me like the rights of a teenager. Yeah. I don't think you were pregnant when we went back to Utah and sold we everything. Oh, no, we were. Right off the plane, I was pregnant. It was, it must've been like right after we got back is when you got pregnant. Oh, something like that. It was really close to that. Yeah. I remember, <sighs> I remember thinking like, it's time, you know, even though we were in a like terrible situation financially. Oh, that was one thing that I was like, I'm not going to mess this up. Every single time 
it's it feels like it's time to get pregnant or like i would just we would pray about it a lot and be like okay is it time <laughs> heavenly father do you want us to have another kid is it the right timing and it, it always felt like the right timing when we got pregnant and then we would get pregnant right away and that was an, one of, another one of those times which <laughs> i remember thinking this is we're not in the great situation. Why are we getting pregnant? <laughs> not we very... didn't think like that very much back then. I know, then. we didn't. We didn't think, oh, we're not prepared. We just thought, this is what's right. This is what we need to do. Whether we're we ready or not, kid. Heavenly Father will provide a way. Yeah. That's how we looked at it. Right. And I'm glad we didn't wait. Oh, I'm so Corbin's glad we didn't wait. It's absolutely right. Like I, I wouldn't change timing i wouldn't change the kid like the kids i wouldn't change anything about how we how we have our family yeah like jobs can change yeah. money can change houses can change our comfort i don't know everything can change but at least we have our family yep and that's i'm just glad that that's Family's always been eternal. top priority all the other things are just temporal and yep. temporary yep and we figured that was the most important that's why we get married to have a family that's why that's that's what it's that's all about the reason right yep so while we were in Florida, it just so, became more uncomfortable for me because I got pregnant. And then at that same time, James was just starting to like walk and he was almost in his terrible twos getting into everything in their house. Right. So, and it was my first kid. So I was getting lots of, um, <sighs> instruction on how to be a better mom from Michael's mom and from Michael and from Michael's family. And I was just like, hey, this is my first kid. Leave me be. I want to know. I want to figure this out myself. And at least you got to figure it out yourself. So let me do that myself. Like I was just so I did not like getting advice from people. Some of it was helpful. I'm not going to lie. And other parts of it just made me feel like I was like they were saying I was a bad mom and I didn't like that no. so that happened a lot and we were in their space a lot because we only had a bedroom we didn't have a kitchen or a bathroom attached to like where we were at right. or a separate entrance or anything so it was kind of like very encroaching in their space yeah and just the nature of how it was set up it was frustrating to us too because we wanted our own space but we were mooching and we weren't paying for the price for our own space and we didn't have the money for our own space. So it was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. <sighs> it was a difficult time. And and, uh, and Michael was comfortable, by the way. He was not was, unhappy. That was my home. It was, it was my his, home. It was my family. Yeah, it was his space that he was raised in. He knew how to handle his family. He knew what um that was another thing they communicated very differently than yeah. my family did and that's for sure and he knew how to read between the lines they do a lot of reading between the lines or implying a lot of body things language. a lot of body language and my family just like says what they want to say and gets it out there and they're super bold and even if it hurts feelings and then later they're like i'm sorry i didn't mean that you know like yeah my family's not like that no at all. we're they're so so that was just culture shock almost yeah. And then, <laughs> so all this time, I'm like, wait, did they mean this or did they mean this? They said this, but did they actually mean that? And he's like, no, they did not mean that. They meant this. And I'm like, oh, so it was almost like learning a new language for yeah. me. Being in a foreign country, <laughs> learning a new language. You're like a foreign exchange student. I really was. Married with a kid. Yeah. 
<laughs> with not very many rights as a parent and not you know? enough money to, to, to do anything about to do it. anything about it yeah, yeah to change the situation so, so what do you think about that how what do you remember about my um feelings i was spending a lot time? working i was either working with my dad at the office mm-hmm. um i think right after tax season i got jumped back into cutco and mm-hmm. i you know checked into the cutco office there in orlando and became one of their top selling cutco reps which if he was single he would have been making bank yeah but because he had to support a family and we had to pay bills for getting uh like food and (laughs) and rent and our car and gas money and and also um health care for baby yeah i think if i'd have been single it would have been a a different story but yeah. I worked my butt off, and I remember one time because um, I it sold just Cutco. wasn't enough for a family. That's all. I sold Cutco for probably eight months that whole summer, um, and I actually became like a, a assistant manager in the office. Yeah, and I would conduct interviews to, for people that wanted to sell Cutco. Yeah. And I would conduct trainings. Which you were more fitting for that I, than I for actually I feel a lot selling. better than that. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't get paid a lot for that. Mm-mm. I don't remember if I got paid anything. For, I don't even remember a lot about I have no idea. I feel like I can't remember that part. But this was another one of those situations where I'd go out with another Cutco sales rep and I'd watch how he does it and mm-hmm. he's so good. Yep. It's like this production and it's just... He's great at acting. He laughs at all the right things and says all the right jokes and just like sells $2,000 worth of Cutco and that's one appointment. And to me, it was like, if I sold $100 worth of Cutco, that was a good appointment. Yep. If I sold $1,000 in a day and I did like eight appointments, like that was a good day for yeah. me. And I did that a couple times. Yeah. Um, but but it during was really that time, hard. he was working 70 hours a week. I was working a ton. And for some people, maybe that's not a lot maybe that's normal but for me and him that was so much too much yeah and it got to a point where he was tired and he was driving and he he got in a car accident so i was driving to an appointment he was so tired i was in the toyota corolla and i remember coming along the road and i was driving probably 60 miles an hour as a highway road yep um and there was a stoplight ahead and i could have swore that I had a green light. This is how tired he was. But I don't think I was paying very close attention. And even now, sometimes I'll be driving and it's just like, oh, there's a stoplight, but I just drive because I'm not paying close enough attention. Whoa, that's bad. (laughs) And I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't, I was like, I was looking at the road and I was driving the car and I was just being careful. But I think I was just kind of, my mentally, I was checked out and I was thinking about the next appointment and I was thinking about work and I was tired and I just didn't see the red light. Yep. And a, a garbage truck was, Pulled through the intersection. was turning in front of me. And I saw it and I hit the brake and I skidded and it's... slammed right into his tire. It totaled the car. And did and not made scratch. A scratch or there was no not, scratch. There was not a scratch. Not a scratch on the dump, on the dump truck. truck. I hit it right in the front tire. Yep. But my car was totaled. Yep. And that was my favorite car. It was. <laughs> but now the Prius is even better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But it was, but that was really hard, and and I had like three more appointments scheduled for that day. Yep. So I I I was fine, I was okay. He had a little bit of his chest hurt. I had some because, pain in my lungs because of the CO two in the airbag air that yeah. he breathed in. It actually hurt his. I remember chest. when I smashed into the truck, someone came and was like, "Hey, are you okay? You okay?" You know, they came running to the uh-huh. car, and uh, I the hit, first thing he said, I hit my face <laughs> so hard on the airbag, and it, it felt like you got punched in the face, like. Like, in all places. Boom. Yeah. So <laughs> ah, was, that scared me. I couldn't see. And so this 
like I couldn't see my face and I didn't I was like do I look okay is my face okay that's the first thing he said is my face okay this is, is going to be my money maker in the future I really needed to be okay no, somebody I was like, it just felt anybody? flattened you know and I had no idea if, if I if like everything was broken or yeah. bloody like yeah. I had no idea it just felt smashed so that was a changing point for me because yeah. he went home, he grabbed his dad's car, yep. he finished the appointments. Yep. That I went was to my appointments that was the rest of the dedication. day. And I sold a thousand dollars. And I think that day. all I think the person who is the manager above you like told the whole Oh yeah. Everybody about how dedicated you were <laughs> to get to your appointments and right. and so what we were doing wasn't working. Again. Like I was very unhappy at, at home because I was I was basically starting to seclude myself in the house. If I didn't want unwanted advice or if I didn't want to have to read between the lines of communication, I just would seclude myself. And I I also didn't want it happen multiple times a day where James would get into cupboards or he'd make a mess or we weren't very responsible and we wouldn't clean up after him. I mean, honestly, we wouldn't. And I would get in trouble. And so I was just so tired of that that I was just hiding in my room all day and michael would come home and he would communicate with his mom and then michael would come and communicate with me and then i would send him back to talk to his mom if i had a problem it was just not good and he wasn't making the money that was needed literally like we were not making enough money so his family at that time they were still kind of snowbirds they would go up to oregon for the summer and then stay in florida for the winter and winter was over and they wanted to go up to oregon so the whole family left and uh, we had kind of been sharing food up until that po- up until that point, and it was good and bad. <laughs> in that I would make different food that they weren't used to that was unhealthy, and they did not like that. But I was using their budget to pay for it because we didn't have the money for food. So I was like, "I'll be your cook," and then they didn't really end up liking oh, I it. I forgot about that. Yeah, and that so that was a a hard subject for them, and they wouldn't really tell me, "Hey." I don't like this food, they would grumble about it and then Michael would find out about it somehow and then he would come and communicate with me. So it was just like, ah, I don't know how to please anybody and I'm trying really hard. (sighs) So then they left for the summer and we were there and I was pregnant with Corbin by this time, like pretty pregnant. And Michael was working as hard as he could with Cutco and that time became so difficult for me that I was like if we don't change something I can't live here I can't even be married anymore like I was that was probably the closest I feel like we've come to divorce yeah like um and and I think a big part of that was I would I would communicate to him, hey, I'm really bothered by this one thing or hey, I I can't stand this. And and there was no better option. And he would say, hey, what do you want me to do? Tell me what to do. And then I would say, I don't know what to do. We just can't do this. And so it would just frustrate him. And so we weren't getting anywhere with our communicating and nothing was changing. And I was like, okay, I've had it. So I wrote, I stayed up one night. I was pregnant. We weren't making enough money. We had just had to go to our church to get some food um, to be helped from our church. Um, 
And that food wasn't going to last forever. And I really did not want to have to go ask for more. I was just like, I, it's not that I was too prideful. It was just that I knew that we were in this cycle that we weren't, we weren't getting out of. Yeah. And to rely on the church always, that's not an end goal. Like that's not a good solution. That's, that was a very temporary fix. And so we had the food we needed for a little while and then his family left and then we weren't eating their food anymore. They didn't have more food in the house. And I, uh, and I was looking in the fridge. There was almost all of the food from the church was gone. And I was just like, I'm pregnant. We're not making enough money. Michael's working 70 hours a week. I'm home alone with a two-year-old and I'm Not pregnant. A, a one and a half year old. Yeah. And I'm pregnant. And I was just like, okay, it's time to change something. So that's the end of today's episode. <sighs> okay. Next week, it's going to be crazy. Okay. Do you know what happens next week, right? Everything changes. Well, that's right. So I guess you guys will have to make sure to tune in next week to find out what happens. And I'm going to tell in the next episode what I said in the letter <sighs> to Michael. Exciting. And I'm telling you, it was harsh. Yeah. It was hard. It was, it was hard. I'm right here and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> oh, good. We got a sufficient suspense. <laughs> okay. To be continued. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we, you know, these, these I, episodes. We're opening are, our hearts to you. I hope you know. These like, are stories this is we've not, never told. I don't even talk to my mom th about this stuff. Like, And so, she's the one, the only other person than Michael that I'm the, like the closest to. So I hope that you guys learned something or, or maybe get some benefit or at least feel like, hey, I'm going through a similar problem. I can do it too because yeah. we can do it. Uh, but let us know if you have also, any questions in the huge, comments or huge thoughts. Tip. Let me just say a huge tip. Yeah. We were trying to communicate. We were trying so hard and it just was not working at that point because he had a different idea of what was working. And I was like, no, this isn't working. <laughs> right. So huge tip to write out a letter of every single thing that you have to get out, that you have tried to, that is, you've tried to get through to somebody and it's just not working because then you'll be able to at least get all the relief, get it off your chest and then you can go through it one thing at a time and address I remember something. that, yeah. So that's what I end up doing and I'll tell you what I wrote in it. So stay tuned next week. Make next sure to week. subscribe <laughs> on YouTube to Beach Theory <laughs> for daily content there and uh, also follow us on all the podcast sites, Apple yeah. Podcasts, And I'm Spotify, telling you, Anchor. you're not going to want to miss next week's because it is, what I wrote in that letter is probably the harshest, most intense I've ever <laughs> talked to Michael. But it's also the beginning as a new beginning and uh, yep. it leads to better things. Oh, so. it, I'm getting chills. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but seriously, it's like, probably because I almost feel like crying a little bit. There, there might be crying about. in the next episode. Okay, we'll see All you right. guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.